sure our voice guy here is the deal global news radio 640 toronto another edition of the employment hour is upon you it's upon us it's upon everybody and we are ready to go anytime you want to uh, chime in and talk to, uh, to us get your questions asked with lior it is uh, 416-870-6400 star 640 on uh, on 1-888-225-TALK that number is is uh, toll free ready to go we have lots to talk about today we're going to get to the uh, topic that uh, we've talked about before it's going to cost you if you let go of an employee dot 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 and a bunch of talking points in that regard we'll also get to the severance pay calculator this is a uh, this is a tool for determining what the severance should be the proper severance you get you've lost your job you're thinking to yourself okay it looks like i'm getting a week per year two weeks per year uh maybe not that could be the case hey donnie hey buddy how are you Good. You know what? I have a problem here with my line. Maybe we'll take a quick commercial. And we'll figure that out. Technical issues. I love technical issues. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to reconnect, as they say, and take a sh- uh, short commercial break, and we'll be uh, be right back in with standby. It's the Employment Hour here at Global News Radio. There you go. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's smooth sailing. Sometimes it's Apollo 13. You never know what's going to happen every time you get into the employment hour. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Johnny. Thank you very much. Uh, What what are you going to do? Sometimes it happens, but we're not going to let it stop us. We're here to talk about employment law, and that's what we're going to do, right? I was just uh, starting to uh, begin talking about the severance pay calculator, saying, you know, you get a severance offer, and all of a sudden you look down and you go, well, it looks like I got uh, one or two weeks per year here. This, uh, well, I guess it's okay. No, no, full stop, it's not okay. Severance pay calculator to kick off the show tonight. Uh, give me some details why that is not okay. 
Well, if you lost your job, the, the real amount that you wrote is not your minimum amount. So this whole idea, this whole notion of a week per year, two weeks per year, that pertains to your minimum amounts only. That's only a small portion of what you're actually owed. Your full entitlements are much greater than that. And to find them out, you simply go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions. It's anonymous. It's free. It's easy to use. It takes seconds. And then you find out what the real amount is. If, if you don't do that, you may then look at your severance offer, not knowing if it's good or not, and end up accepting it and then realizing, wait a second, they owed me another $50,000. Don't let that happen to you. Severancepaycalculator.com, always the first place you go to if you have a severance package in front of you. As you can tell, the phone lines are open. We are ready for your calls. If you have questions for Lior tonight about your job, your severance, workplace rights, workplace harassment, you are the boss, you don't like the boss, you got a problem with your boss, maybe you got a great boss, bring it on. We're ready to talk to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That number is absolutely toll-free. We'd like to get uh, get chimed up, get warmed up with the uh, the week that was. Uh, what's happening on your side of the planet? Well, John, I've been talking to a lot of people about their workplace rights. I do this every week. I do this uh, many times a day and you know not, I'm not just here talking with people on the show people that call us live here on the radio I talk to people in my office exchange emails with them answering questions <laughs> so I want to I want to encourage everyone listening to us right now to reach out to me if you have any problems issues concerns at work something's not going right call me let's chat about it let's talk about something that came across my desk for a couple things uh, first one reminds us that an employee should be given the benefit of the doubt so uh, in this particular situation, uh, the gentleman I spoke to, uh, the company had worked with, uh, oftentimes had that scrap metal left over uh, at, at their facility. And either they, they, they threw that out, got rid of it, or sometimes they may have sold it for a few pennies. Uh, and so there was nothing. No one really cared. No one paid attention mm-hmm. to the scrap metal. Well, one, one evening, he was working on some sort of a project at home, saw some scrap metal there, and thought, that, you know what, I could use this for my, my project took the scrap metal home. We're not talking a lot, talking something that if, in fact, would sold, probably be worth a couple of bucks if sold. Uh, and, well, wouldn't you know it, the boss finds out because a co-worker told the boss, and boss calls him into a meeting saying, "What well, you stole, we can't trust you. Had you simply asked for this, uh, we would have uh, given it to you, but right. because we can't trust you, we're going to let you go. This person obviously was distraught. He said, well, wait a second. I wasn't trying to steal. I've been, there. I've been here for 15 years, always been a good employee. I thought this is something that there wouldn't be a big deal. I'll bring it right back tomorrow. No, you're fired. Well, uh, the question then became, is this cause? Now, here's the thing. Let's, let's face this. Could he or should he have done something else? Should he have asked for permission before taking the scrap metal? Yeah, I would say probably. But this is clearly not someone that was trying to steal. We're talking about a long-service employee. And this yeah. is where this concept of benefit of the doubt comes to uh, comes from. This employee, given his history, given his clean record, his seniority, uh, his loyalty, should have been given the benefit of the doubt. The company should have not assumed the worst about him. And in doing that, because they assumed the worst, they treated it like theft when it really wasn't. They terminated him for cause when it's not cause. So it's now a wrongful dismissal, and he's going to be owed full severance over a year's pay. So I want our listeners to understand that, that you may have done something that's not exactly right, but unless you really are trying to hurt your employer, unless you did something maliciously, it's probably not going to be caused. You're going to be owed the benefit of the doubt. And if you're not given the benefit of the doubt, if you are let go for cause, call me. That's a wrongful dismissal. 
By the way, that number to get a hold of Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Want to get to our uh, calls. is already starting to come in. We love this. Nandel, how are you? Good evening. Good evening, sir. I'm good. Thank you. What is happening Thanks. with you? Well, I, a few weeks ago, I spoke to yourself and Lior about uh, my case in particular, which, which I'm still uh, uh, having to contact Lior about yet. But I also said that at that time, um, Jennifer Corbett, and Kristen, I can't remember her last name, were yep. assisting one of my friends in one of his cases where I believe strongly it was wrongful dismissal. And I can tell you, and I want the, the listeners out there to hurt, this gentleman and his team, Leo and his team, does what they say. My friend, not only won at the first um, mediation today, but he won big. And I just <laughs> want to listen to them to her. This man does what he says on the radio. And That's great. I would have no hesitation to recommend him. Take his advice. If you felt you were wrongly dismissed, dismissed contact this gentleman. He does what he says. And it costs, by the way, it costs my friend nothing. So just so that the listeners know out there. Nana, we appreciate that call. That's fantastic. That's, awesome. That's really cool. Thank you very cool. much. I really appreciate that. I'm so happy that things work out for your friend. And, and thank you for the endorsement. We really do our best to get the best results possible. Thank you, thank you. And, and a shout-out to, to, to uh, Kristen and Jennifer as well. They were fantastic. I, I, they read the fantastic. Brief, I read their paperwork. Awesome, awesome. Everything just as the, the client wanted, but, of course, they put it in, in better words. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nana. We appreciate that call. Your call as well, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That number works uh, just as well. We'll get to, to Boris. Hey, Boris, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? Well, six years ago, I was hired uh, to do a job manager store. For tax purposes, I uh, did like I'm self-employed. A couple of weeks ago, I was told to look for a job with no reason given. I I was told you have two to four weeks uh, to find a job. So, Boris, you've been working there for six years. Is it full-time? Yes. And do you only work there? Yes. So, and, and how old are you, Boris? 62. So, Boris, of course, in the eyes of the law, you are an employee. It doesn't matter what you've done for for tax purposes or or what the companies called you. In the eyes of the law, you're not self-employed. You're not an independent contractor. You are an employee, full stop. There is no dispute about that. Because of that, the fact now that you're not going to have a job means you're owed severance. So if you've been managing a store for six years, you're 62, you'll probably be looking at eight to nine months of pay. That's what they would owe you, eight to nine months. So, yes, this is a wrongful dismissal. You do absolutely have a case, and you should connect with me as soon as possible because you're not an independent contractor, and this is an important question because many of our listeners may find themselves in exactly that same situation. So, Boris, I want to connect with you off air as soon as possible. John here is going to give you the number. Uh, you're owed significant compensation. Okay. I appreciate your help. Boris, thank, thank you. you. And uh, here is that number uh, that we're talking about, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 or help at employmenthour.com. We'll uh, get Paul in here quickly before we break. Hey, Paul, how are you? Good evening. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you? 
Well, I've, I've been employed for quite a while in, in uh, the machine industry, let's say, uh, factory working. And I've never really had a lunch, per se. And it's never, it was never really an issue until recently I discovered that I'm entitled to half-hour pay for not receiving the lunch. Um, we have two departments uh, that have, uh, let's say, the, the same kind of structure. And one department was getting paid for their lunches a half-hour per day. And then we found out they were docked as much as $2 an hour after they received their, their lunch pay. So it kind of shot us away for not knowing the law. And I've just realized or just found out that the law is they can't do that to us. It's constructive dismissal if they take a dollar away. So what I want to know is if I go after them and say, I want my pay now for my lunches that I haven't gotten, am I entitled to back pay for the years no. that I've been with this company? Well, or I'm, no? not, I'm not trying to understand. Are you saying that you, you work through lunch, but they don't pay you for that period of time? That's correct. Okay, so so let's say you work. I'm just giving you an example. You work eight hours a day, but they pay you for seven and a half. But you but you don't actually have a half hour break. Yeah, the the, the actual thing is, I work twelve hours, and in that twelve hours, I never have a half hour where I can actually sit down and eat right. and not be disturbed. Let's say. Okay, so so two things. Number one, they actually have to give you. Uh, a break during that period of time. That's number one. And, and, and But if they don't give you a break, they certainly can't not pay you. What I mean by that is if you work, you have to get paid for that time. There's no way not to do that. That's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. So what you could do, yes, you absolutely could uh, go back as far as two years and, and, uh, and claim for the losses that you've had over that period of time. Now, uh, it may also be a constructive dismissal, the fact that they're breaching the Employment Standards Act, the fact that they're doing something that's illegal, which means potentially not only can you collect back the two years of wages that you've lost, you could potentially treat this as a termination and get severance as well. But, yes, you can go back as much as two years uh, in, in this situation, Paul. Oh, awesome. That's excellent to know. Now, um, how would I go about this on my own, or, or do I need someone like yourself? Yes, you, you do need someone like myself to pursue this, whether you just want to pursue the unpaid wages or constructive dismissal. So why don't you reach out to me off air? We'll give you the number here in just a sec. And let you and I sit down and discuss this. And let me find out more information, and we'll talk about the best strategy to get what you're owed. Smart move making that call, Paul. And here is the number to get a hold of the or when the show is done. one 855 821 We'll take our first break. And lots more of your calls coming right up. We have open lines, so bring them on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And one 225 talk It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. It is a beautiful Wednesday evening here in Toronto. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225. Talk till around 10 to 8. Taking your calls, bring them on. Would love to speak to you. Nicole, thank you so much for uh, for hanging in through a short break there. How are you this evening? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What's, uh, what's your concern? So I have a health clinic, and all of the people that work with me are independent contractors. And I would just like to know what my rights are in regards to or the law in regards to when one of them is smoking and we've had patients complain and it's affected the business so so nicole let's just talk a bit about this whole independent contractor the people that work for you what kind of a job do they do Ooh, i'm trying to sort of keep it a little anonymous um sure i mean do, do they take care of patients do they do admin work yes no no they take hands-on literally take care of patients Okay, and do they work regular hours, full-time hours, part-time hours? 
uh, they, all over the place. Okay. So so this is this, I, this is not exactly what you're calling about, but something to consider. We may want to connect to talk about this off air, and that is you actually may have employees. I know that you're treating them as independent contractor and, and you're, you're paying them as independent contractor, but just as I was saying to a previous caller this evening, in the eyes of the law, they may be considered employees despite all that. So that's something to consider because you may actually be have, uh, incurring a liability there that at some point uh, may, may cause you significant problems. So, so keep that in mind. Sure. You're, you're asking, though, about smoking. So here's the thing. Obviously, if they're dealing with patients, it's that much more important that they don't smell of smoke. Some people could be affected by that. And you absolutely have every right to expect an employee uh, not to be smelling of smoke in the workplace. I'm, I'm not even talking about smoking. That's, that's, that's a given, but not to mm-hmm. smell of it. So the way to deal with that is, and you want to do this in writing, and, and if you've done it, that's good, but you want to tell them what's expected. So uh, employee, on this day, you again, again came in after a break smelling of smoke. Reminder, that's unacceptable. You can't do that. You want to have about three of these written warnings, and at some point say in that warning that this is your last warning. And if, in fact, it still doesn't improve, you at that point may be in a position to terminate for cause, which means no compensation is going to be owed. So, you know, you talking to someone is good, but it's not as good as having it in writing. You need to know it's unacceptable, and you need to tell them that there will be consequences if they don't do what they're supposed to. Uh, and at that point, you build up your case that way, and you may be in a position to terminate without compensation. Uh, does that answer the question, Nicole? It does. Thank you so much. But remember, these folks may, in fact, be employees, and I see this often with medical clinics. Uh, it's easier to treat people as independent contractors. You don't have to worry about payroll, deductions, all that stuff. But, again, the law makes that determination, and these people may well be employees. So if that's something you want to discuss in terms of how to avoid liability, happy to chat with you off air anytime. Thank you so much for your help. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. That number, one 821 5900 one help at employmenthour.com. Nicole, through email, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to Frank. Hey, Frank, good evening. Good evening. Uh, my situation is... I was terminated from a job in 2016, uh, July the 14th, 20, no, sorry, 2014. Uh, oh, so, sorry, my, my, my mistake again, bear with me, 16. And I understand I've got two years before I could put in a claim, is that correct? That's correct, two years from when you lost your job, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay, and uh, I was under the impression it was less because I was listening to people that really don't know that much about this. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. Anyway, so I was with the company for nine years um, and three months. They gave me uh, two weeks a year, but they only gave me uh, uh, for, you know, eight. You know, they gave me uh, for eight years, that amount there. I signed nothing left. Um, like I said, they had lost the franchise, so everybody, you know, from our department got dismissed. And I thought, well, this isn't right, but I'll look into it. But almost everybody, oh, it's going to cost you $500 a day and lawyer mm-hmm. fees. You know, I was getting all this. So put enough. And then I heard, hmm, I can go a little bit further. The one little catch here where it made a difference is three months before letting me go, what happened is they cut the hours down from 30 hours a week to 17 hours a week. Now, I should not have accepted that from the sounds of things. But at the end of the day, I did. So I don't know how that'll affect it, you know, to what degree it'll affect it or not. But if I knew all that, I wouldn't be talking to you, would I? Yeah, no, and that's that's true. And yes, you, 
hindsight being 2020, yeah, obviously you probably wasn't a good idea to accept that reduction in hours, but you know, we can't go back in our time machine and fix that. So what we can do is get you proper severance. And you're absolutely correct. Then two weeks per year is uh, a lot less than what you're actually owed. Uh, it could be half uh, or, or you could actually be owed double, I should say. Now, it would be calculated on the basis of the 17 hours because that's what you were earning. That's what you were getting paid at the time they let you go. But exactly. be that as it may, you're still owed several more months pay. Uh, so give me a call. Let's you and I talk about this in more detail. Let's uh, sit down and go over all, all the facts. I want to still think of ways maybe we can get around this whole 17-hour reduction. Uh, but even if we cannot, there's still uh, money here that's owed to you. So uh, I want to connect with you. Give me a call. You don't have much time, okay? Because July, assuming you were let go in July of 2016, in July of this year, your uh, limitation period expires. So don't sit on this, Frank. Don't oh. call me the day before it expires because at that point I won't be able to help you. Call me as soon as possible, and I'll be more than happy to do everything possible to get you what you're owed. Okay, great. And, and a good number, the best way to reach you would be? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Frank again. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And for email, it's quite simply help at employmenthour dot com. Okay. Uh, there you go. Uh, nick of time, just about close to the nick of time. He's got a couple months left before this expires, so he's got to get on this. So smart phone call right there, right? Eh? Better, better late than never. How many yeah. times have I spoken with people in my office, or we spoken with people right here on the show that call us after the limitation period has expired? They remember, there's a two-year limitation period. It's not two years in a day, or kind of two years. It's exactly two years. So, uh, for, luckily for Frank, he still has time. Uh, and if you're there, you know, sitting on the fence, you're not sure whether you should call or not. That limitation period is going to expire. Uh, so, give me a call. Let's find out what you wrote, and let's do something about it. Lines are still open. Speaking of uh, lots of time to go, you have till around 10 to 8. It is uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225. Talk is the number here toll-free for the uh, the remainder of the show. And uh, as I mentioned off the top, uh, our, our topic really I want to get into tonight, and that is it's going to cost you if you let go of an employee for the following reasons. Now, there's a list of these, and I know you want to talk a little more about these, right? So, John, it's always going to cost an employer if they let an employee go because an employer has to pay severance, and severance is expensive. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's not a week's pay, two weeks' pay. It's a lot more than that. So it's always going to cost an employer when they let an employee go. But what we're going to talk about is a few situations when it's really going to cost the company, where they're going to have to pay even more because of these particular circumstances. Uh, so there's important lessons here for both employers and employees. And the first one is it's going to cost you uh, when the employee suffers or may be suffering from a disability. So if you're letting an employee go uh, and, and they're suffering from a disability or potentially there's a disability involved, that is a problem. That is a risk because it is actually illegal to let someone go because of a disability or because you're trying to avoid a disability leave or while they're off. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. You cannot do that. An employee has a right to be sick. It is what it is. An employee has a right to be off sick for as long as it takes. And sometimes it's days, sometimes it's weeks, months, sometimes it's even years. An employer can't say, well, you're off, you can't do the job, I don't trust you to be able to come back, so, so I'm letting you go. If the employer does that, that's a human rights violation, which means that not only does the company have to pay severance, the company actually has to pay an enhanced severance because it's going to take a person with a disability a longer time to find another job. And the company may also have to pay human rights damages. 
So if you're going to let someone go when they're disabled, guess what? It's going to cost you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. This rings true for you. Sounds familiar. Just have a question about these topics or others. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. one 225 talk That number is is toll-free for the remainder of the show as well. Going to cost you if you let go of an employee when the employee demands payment for outsta- out, uh, outstanding vacation pay or overtime or holiday pay. We had a call similar to this already tonight. We did. We did. We had a call similar uh, at the top of the show. So if an employee is trying to enforce their rights or even just inquiring about their rights, maybe they're asking whether they should be getting overtime or they're not sure whether, like a previous caller, they should be getting paid for lunch breaks. An employer cannot penalize or fire an employee for doing that. Our laws are such that employees are encouraged to ask questions, to pursue their rights, to, to uh, hold their employees uh, you know, at the feet to the fire if they're doing something wrong, and they can't be punished for that. So if the employer still says, well, you have the audacity to ask for overtime, so I'm going to punish you, I'm going to let mm-hmm. you go, that's what we call a reprisal. That's illegal. You cannot do that. So not only are you going to have to pay the employee severance if you let them go, we've talked about that, you always have to pay severance, but you're also going to have to pay additional damages because of the reprisal. So again, if you're going to let an employee go and they're asking, pursuing their legal entitlements, it's going to cost you. It is also going to cost you if you let them go when the employee is working under a fixed-term contract. Describe that. Yeah, so a fixed-term contract, John, is a, a contract for a specific and definite period of time. Maybe it's six months, maybe it's one year, maybe it's three years. It's for a specific period of time rather than an indefinite period of time. Well, the law is generally that if you let an employee go before the end of the contract, you have to still pay them the balance of the contract. So if you have an employee that's on a two-year contract and you let them go six months into it, well, you still have to pay them for the last year and a half. I had a case one time with an employee that was on a five-year contract and was let go six months into it, and the company found out, holy cow, we have to pay him for another four and a half years. They ended up hiring him back, of course. So, (laughs) So that's the general rule. And the only way you can avoid that if you're the employer is to have what I call an early exit clause, something in the agreement that says, if I let you go sooner than the end of the contract, here's what I'm going to pay you. But if you're the employer and you don't have an early exit clause, and if you let someone go on a fixed-term contract, guess what? It's going to cost you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. This phone call will cost you nothing. one 225 talk That is absolutely toll-free uh, this evening, as always. Dave, good evening. How are you? Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Good. What's going on with you? You're on the air. Uh, I'm just wondering about uh, sales salespeople that are commission and salary and uh, our current employer keeps bringing up uh, coaching plans if you don't hit the targets uh, two months in a row where they look to put you on a performance enhancement plan and then uh, terminate you is that something that they can do or or do and not give you severance or so so these are separate questions in terms of can they let you go and do they pay severance there's like different questions because a company can always let you go. So can they let you go? Absolutely, they can. The real question is, do they have to pay severance? So the answer is this. The answer is they absolutely do have to pay severance unless they can show that the fact that you didn't meet the targets was because you were doing something wrong. You were, you were goofing off. You were not following their instructions. You were not coming into work. Uh, you know, you're actually doing something wrong, and they and, and they try to fix it, and they couldn't. 
If you did your best, you worked legitimately, and you couldn't meet the targets, that's absolutely not cause for dismissal. And if they let you go, they would have to pay you full severance. Not enough to show that you need, didn't meet the targets. They would have to show that the reason you didn't meet the targets is because you did something bad. If they can't show that, they have to pay you. Oh, perfect. Okay, that was my concern. Um, sounds like they're, head, they're over-hiring and heading towards that, that road. Well, again, if they let you go because of that, again, unless you're really doing something wrong, which doesn't sound like, uh, make sure that you get severance. Call me. Check out severancepaycalculator.com. Don't let them even suggest that you're not owed severance because that's wrong. All right, will do. Thanks for the advice. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is to get a hold of Lior and his crew when we're not on the air here Monday, uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and of course Employment Hour and Thirty on TV. That happens Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings as well. One triple eight two two five. Talk that number is toll free to talk to Lior and get some questions answered this evening. Got uh, Tim on the line. Hey Tim, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, well, my understanding is that for construction workers, there's a set of rules for overtime that apply. And for road workers, there's a different set of rules. And that set of rules being you have to work more hours before you get paid overtime. Employers looking at changing our classification from construction workers to road workers to avoid having to pay overtime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming... Is it just a classification issue, or is it the actual job is going to change as well? No, job's the same. Just going to reclassify us as road workers, so that I guess I think it's that forty, I think it's forty-six hours or forty-eight hours instead of right. forty-two or forty-four hours. They they have to pay overtime. So, right. So the job's not changing at all. Just trying to change the classification to not have to pay overtime. Right. I got it. So so here's the thing. Uh, if, in fact, uh, you end up making less money because of this change, that's illegal. That's a constructive dismissal. They can't do that. So it, it, it's a question of does it impact you? Uh, does, it, does it affect you in the pocket? If it, if it does, it affects you in the pocketbook, then that's a constructive dismissal. So what you can do is try it out. Uh, start doing this job, assuming they change the classification. If and if, in fact, you see, well, wait a second, I'm doing the same work. I'm just getting paid less than I was getting paid before. It doesn't really matter the reason. Then you have the option at that point to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You can say, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to leave and get my severance. So they can't affect your compensation. Doesn't matter how they uh, uh, cover it. Doesn't matter what they call it. If it affects you, if it reduces your compensation, uh, that's a constructive dismissal. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. Just keep an eye on it. Again, that number to get a hold of Lior if it uh, comes around the pike, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. Uh, Johnny, good evening. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm all. Thank you. How are you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's going on tonight? Uh, I was wondering, and I just wanted to say, just in case uh, the boss is listening, I love my job, and I don't want to leave it So uh, I work in a situation where uh, I'm calling. So in a nutshell, I'm just wondering um, how the minimum wage is calculated when you're paid a base rate just to be on standby and not go work for somebody else, and then you're hourly when you come in. Because what was happening in my situation is we get paid uh, 1000 bucks a week to not come in, but if we do have to show up, they give us $13 an hour which was fine when that was more than minimum wage. But now that minimum wage is boosted, mm. 
do they take the money that they pay us a week, divide it by seven days, and then divide that by the hours that we're working? Yeah, that's so, well, exactly, that would be that's wage. exactly. Yeah, so so it's it's, it's all the hours, uh, and and you have to make at least minimum wage, at least a fourteen uh, for that. So if and that includes obviously the time that you're on call. So if you're in the week making less than minimum wage, then that's a problem. That's illegal. Uh, and they have to now kind of get with the times and, and pay you the the proper amount. Okay, so what I'm, I'm going to need is a real calculator to figure this out, and then if not, I'll go to the severance calculator. Yes, yes, that's right. You, you need a, a real a old-fashioned calculator and, and add up your hours, et cetera, and then time them by, by 14 and figure out what that is and compare it to what you're, you're getting paid. And because it sounds like you have a good boss, as you said, you love your job, it may be as simple as just telling them, hey, you know, I did some math. You may want to take a look at this because we're actually getting paid less than minimum wage. And if he's a good boss, I'm sure he's going to do something about it. Okay, great. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate that. We'll get to uh, – still got some time here. We'll get to uh, Joanne. Hey, Joanne, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Excellent. What's going on with you? Uh, basically, my son was in a car accident at the beginning of the year. And uh, about three days later, the employer made him understand he didn't he couldn't hold his job. Two weeks later, he got an ROE with uh, injury as the reason, and he's due some commission money from 2017, and they are not giving it to him because he says they say he's no longer employed there. Hmm. Now, uh, Joanne, was your son part of a union? No. Okay. So uh, this is problematic and, and illegal on several levels. Number one is they cannot let him go because he was in an accident, because he has a medical condition that impacts his ability to do the job. I was talking about that earlier. Uh, that's, that's a human rights violation. They cannot do that. Your son may have limitations. You know, he's been in an accident, unfortunately. And they have to either allow him time off to get better and then bring him back or accommodate him. Maybe he can do a different job or maybe he needs modified duties. They have to do that. So number one, there's a human rights violation. Number two, they owe him severance. Okay, and number three, of course, if they owe him commission, they have to pay him the commission. That that goes without saying. So there's potential compensation that your son is owed uh, on, on several levels here. So uh, I want him to call me. I want you to, to have him give me a call at any time during the week at the office. We'll give you the number here in just a sec. Okay. Uh, and let me speak to him and, and, and find out some more information. I want to make sure that uh, he gets what he's owed, especially if he's still getting better, if he's not 100% healthy. I'm sure that money is going to uh, be very helpful to him. Oh, absolutely. That's all he wants is money back. Like he was, he was able to go, he got a doctor's note to go back modified, but they want to take him on as a possibly a new hire and Mm -hmm. a less pay and probationary period. Wow. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. And then it it sounds like a company with maybe a bit of cowboys. You can't do that. Yeah, Uh, basically dangle a carrot and then you say, we could do this, we could do this, uh but you have to sign a release form. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't work that way, Joanne. So, so have him give me a call as soon as possible. Okay. I'll help him. And the good news is this should not be difficult to resolve. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. That number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Yeah, they can do this, they can do that until his mom calls the R. Until I get involved, then they can do exactly what I tell them to do because that's what the law says. Guess exactly. What? Arthur, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up with you tonight. What's going on, pal? Thank you. I'm not sure if you guys can help me, but sure. my, my father's part of a union, and um, he's pretty much owed servants' pay. The company pretty much let him go, but they're waiting him out to go on retirement. Mm-hmm. So he went to the government. The government, we told him that he's owed servants' pay. 
Now they're stepping up with severance pay. But the union's not helping out in any way to negotiate the servants' pay. So I'm not sure what rights my father has in this kind of situation because he is part of a union, or used to be anyway. Yeah, so unfortunately, it's, it's always kind of bad news when I get calls like that, simply because if he's part of a union or, or was part of a union when he was working there, the only one that's allowed to help him, the only one that's allowed to get him severance or anything else is the union. So he can't deal with it on his own. He can't hire me or another lawyer to deal with it. It has to be the union. And then this is what you say, well, the union's not doing anything. Well, even in that situation, there's really no way around the union. There's a possibility to file a complaint against the union with the labor board to try to get the, the labor board to, to make the union do its job. But those complaints are rarely successful. So the best advice I can give you is stay on them, uh, push them, uh, you know, convince them. Because beyond the union, there's really no other options, Arthur. That sounds very unfortunate, but that's just the way the laws are in this province. I can't take the union to court? No. Uh, No performance? No. No. All right. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Arv. I, you know, I hate those. Uh, I hate those phone calls when they come into the unions and guys think, you know, they're hoping they got some some angle, but they don't. Right? That's just the way it is. It is. It is that. And remember, it's not about me not wanting to help unionize an employee. I would love to help any employee. It's me not being able to. No lawyer can ever help a unionized employee. It has to be the union. There's really no exceptions to that, Johnny. Hey, a little bit of a bumpy ride at the start, but, man, it always uh, always ends up kicking some rear end for sure on a Wednesday night. If you didn't get through, if you have more information, more questions, it's very simple to get them answered, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com, and always check before you uh, settle on anything or sign any severance offer and give Leora a call as well. We will be back on the weekend shows, also the Monday night show here with the Employment Hour and uh, Employment Hour and 30 on TV. That's right, you can catch the TV show now on Saturday and Sunday mornings. That's on Global TV and CTV as well. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour. We are right back at you with more On Point with Alex Pearson right here on Global News Radio.